Good morning, this is Stéphanie de Torquois talking to you from Silex for our weekly economic and financial update on January the 23rd, 2023. We had lots of data from the US last week, which confirmed our view that the now well-established good news of disinflation will most likely also entail a significant economic slowdown later this year. Indeed, the New York Fed's Empire Manufacturing Index, which has a good historical correlation with economic dynamics over the following month, came out in January close to the low points of the great financial crisis. Similarly, the NAHB Index of Residential Activity and Sentiment continues to point to a material rise in unemployment later this year. Perhaps even more strikingly, coincidental real economic data, which have so far been particularly resilient, are starting to show signs of slowing, with retail sales down over 1% in December and industrial production down 0.7%, both well below expectations. Last week also marked the beginning of a new saga over the US debt ceiling as the federal government reached its maximum borrowing capacity last Thursday, 19th of January. Extraordinary measures should keep it going until early June, when its ability to stave off default will be exhausted. Historically, an agreement between Democrats and Republicans has always been reached in the end, making it a, a reasonable central scenario on paper. That said, the situation is a bit more tense this time, as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has committed to far-right Republicans, in order to be elected, to tie any deal on a debt ceiling increase to significant spending cuts, which the Biden administration is not at all prepared to accept. Further extensions could prolong this impasse until the end of the year, but the risk in the meantime is that uncertainty, loss of confidence, and tighter fiscal policy exacerbate an already fragile economic situation, which reinforces our cautious scenario. In terms of allocation, our preference for quality fixed income remains as valid as ever, given the slowdown in the growth inflation mix that we expect to last this year. Within equities, we continue to believe that current earnings levels do not reflect downside risks and that valuation multiples are too high in the US, hence our caution, with a preference for quality. We also maintain our conviction on convertibles, which offer the possibility to benefit from the change in rate dynamics while pre-exposing ourselves to the end of the equity downtrend. That's it for me. Until next Monday, I wish you all a great week. This audio document is intended for information purposes only, and its content has no contractual value. It is not intended for people who are citizens of a country or jurisdiction in which its distribution, publication, provision, or use would be contrary to laws or regulations in force. This invitation does not constitute and should not be interpreted as an offer of investment service, investment advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or keep a financial instrument. 
The figures, comments, and analysis appearing in this document reflect Selex's sentiment on the markets, their evolution, taking into account the economic context and the information possessed at the date of this recording, and cannot, however, constitute any commitment or guarantee from Selex. They may no longer be relevant on the day it becomes known. Any investment in a financial instrument involves risks, in particular of loss of capital, and any investment... Good morning, this is Stephanie de Turquois from Silex, and I'm delighted to give you a quick Monday morning update of our take on key economic events. Last week was shortened by Thanksgiving in the US, but we still had a few interesting data to monitor, with notably the first readings of the November PMIs, which always give a timely gauge of private sector business activity. And those PMIs continue to point to slowdown and disinflation in the quarters to come. In the US, they point to contraction, with both manufacturing and services indices well below the 50 critical mark. With new orders falling at the fastest pace since May 2020, and private sector input cost inflation softening, we continue to believe that a recession would be tough to avoid in the quarters to come, while inflationary pressures should dissipate throughout 2023. In the Eurozone, those flash PMIs showed a fall in business activity for a fifth consecutive month, but the intensity of the downturn moderated, and surprised positively, likely thanks to fewer supply constraints and warm weather allaying fears uh, over energy shortages in the winter. But the manufacturing sector clearly remains in a severe downturn and service activity under intense pressure. So in all, a Eurozone recession next year remains uh, our central scenario. Its severity will partly depend on the reaction function of the European Central Bank. Rising rates as high as markets currently expect, to 3%, would amount in our view to over-tightening and create more damage, while stopping earlier around 225-2.5% may limit somewhat the severity of the downturn. We also had last week the minutes of the November Fed meeting, which confirmed what markets had already priced, that is an upcoming slower pace of rate hikes. One slight surprise uh, came maybe from the fact that only various participants, and not all participants, expect a higher terminal Fed fund rate than their 4.6% September projections. Moreover, the staff sees more elevated recession risk. So there is no unanimous support for undue over-tightening and growing cautiousness around the effect on activity of the cumulative tightening so far. In all, these minutes are consistent with the rates path currently priced by markets with approximately 5% terminal rate by the end of Q1 2023. Turning to allocation, no big change in our core views. The end of year equity bear market rally that we expected is well advanced and we keep an underweight stance on equities with a preference for quality and level strategies. The bottoming process will likely happen sometimes next year as macro data trough and central bank's first cuts approach. On the other hand, quality fixed income offers very compelling entry points today 
as most central banks tightening is priced, and we hold an overweight in convertibles as a way to benefit from lower rates while being already positioned for a more structural equity rally later next year. That's it for me. Until next Monday, I wish you all a great week. So I must make any investment decision in the light of their personal and financial situation independently of Silex and with the assistance of any opinion or advice specialized. Unless otherwise indicated, the sources of information are those of Silex. Silex reserves the right to modify the contents and terms of these documents at any time. The data privacy policy is available on Silex's website. All rights reserved.